What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Shardog.com. And it's another edition of the betting show today as we look ahead to UFC 286, which goes down just across the water from me here over in the beautiful O2 Arena in London, England. And it's a spicy card uh, here on uh, on Saturday night. Uh, I'm going to have to pay for the pay-per-view this time. I usually get it for free, so I'm going to have to win some money. Turn that back. So that's what we're here to do. Win some money on uh, on Saturday night. Uh, before we get into next week's bets, though, let's talk about last week's bets. And it was a, a bit of a bounce back week. Obviously, we did we had a terrible week. The week before, only got one bet right. So we got our two out of four right last week. We made power. Not a bad week uh, at all. We had Alexander Shibley and MVP, who bought, I think they both went off around minus 140, you know, MVP was minus uh, 130, I think Shabley uh, was around minus 145, similar enough prices, not bad prices, bought one, well, the Shabley one, obviously we all know how that ended, but I, I think the, the referee got it right, my other bets, I, I got them, I got, I got the two of the four, like, totally wrong, but for different reasons, Yan to win by KO, TKO, I was, that was probably the worst call I've ever had on this show, I'd say in the, however long I've been doing it, 18 months now or anything, in terms of, like, how I've been wrong, I've been totally wrong about things, but how, like, you know, demonstrably, like, over-the-top wrong, <laughs> wrong I was on that one, I was pretty wrong, and, and a shout-out to Rav Josh Philly, because he, uh, I think he proved a lot of people wrong, including myself, and he deserves all the plaudits he's gotten uh, in the last week since that. So that bet went down to Swanee. And then uh, Usman Nurmagomedov, I had him by decision, and he proved me wrong in a more positive way. You know, he's, I said it, if he wins the fight in the fashion he did, we're going to have to start talking about him in a different way. And I, I do think we are. I know a lot of the people over in Bellator were kind of complaining uh, about the rankings. He isn't ranked highly enough and stuff. And, you know, I think based on ability, they definitely have a point because he is a top, top, top fighter. Uh, and in the flyer as well, Moldovsky to win by submission. Very, very big surprise there with Linton Vassell um, actually winning the fight. So, look, the flyer, we, we we know that's a take or leave it every week. But for Moldovsky to not even win, I think was a bit of a surprise. So it was a bit of a weekend of surprises last weekend. But to come out even after that uh, with two of the four uh, to, uh, uh, to hit... Not bad at all. So we are still 50-50 for the year. Uh, 15 of the 30 bets have been correct and 4 of 9 uh, of the Flyers, which is, uh, you know, if I could keep it around that, I'd be very, very, very happy. So uh, it has been a, a good start to the, uh, to the year over the first, I think it's it's eight, uh, 8 weeks or so. Let's get into the bets for next week. And you know what, I've gone a little bit, I went maybe a little bit safe last week. I'm on, I'm on ha- half safe maybe this week. And half not safe. So let, let's put it that way. So I've, I've my flyer as we always have, but I, uh, the first two bets I'm going for here are a little bit bigger prices because I, I, I kind of, I have, I have just feelings for the first two. And that's, I, I like to go on my feelings. As everyone knows, this is the, um, this is the every man's betting show. This is not, you know, maybe some people listen in if you do your units and all that. That's grand. That's not me. I'm, I go down to my local bookmaker here on Saturday night, you know, a couple of hours before the fights. I'll have my 15, 10 quid or whatever it is. I'll put on this bet and this bet. And that, that's me. And I'm sure a lot of people are like that too. And that's what these bets are, 
are, are far. And you know, I've said that before, but maybe just uh, a lot, I know there is a lot of new people uh, tuning in, but um, I, I wanted to say it again. But uh, and thanks all those people who've been tuning in. Before I get into it, let me know in the comment section below. Let me know your bet. I will reply. Last week I was away at a wedding, so I didn't get a chance to reply to everyone, but I will this week. I'm here, nothing to do, only still at home and <laughs> look at the YouTube comments. So let me know in the comment section below if you are watching this on YouTube what your lock of the week is. Is it going to be Usman? Is it going to be Edwards? Do you think Fazia can do it? Who is your lock of the week? Let me know in the comment section below. Right. This is not my lock of the week, but my first bet of the week anyway. Let's get into it. I'm going, uh, and it's a bit of a bigger price here, uh, as I told you I would. But I'm going to take chances. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to tell me you're my record every week, but I'm not going to concentrate on it. It's not. I'm not living and dying by that record. I'm living and dying by kind of good bets that I hope will will work out. So the first one here, Gunnar Nelson to win by decision over Brian Barberina at plus three twenty. Now, I looked at the odds for this fight, and this was the one that stuck out to me. And I've said before as well. Uh, the odds that stick out to me are the ones I'm going to go for. Because if you look at the odds of this fight, right, Gunnar Nelson is minus 450 to win straight up. And the first bet you always go to when it's Gunnar Nelson is obviously the submission. But he's minus 130 to win by submission. Right, so... I don't like that. When you're looking at a, a prop bet like that, and it's such a small price of minus 130, like, I actually think the minus 450 is too big. I think this should be a little bit closer. I think it should be minus maybe 350, maybe even minus 300 for Gunnar Nelson, or maybe Barberina coming in uh, to, to plus 200, plus 250, something like that. Just because of the fact, like, Gunnar hasn't been fighting all that often, you know, uh, and Barberina kind of has, and Barberina is the tough out, and you never know what you're going to get with Barberina. I do think Gunnar deserves to be favoured, but it's. It, I don't think it's one of those blow away fights that this um, suggests, on paper at least. Now, it might turn into that, absolutely, as we all know, but I think... With that said, the submission price in is a bit low as well. Now, look, what are what, what's the, the most high possibility to how this fight ends? You think if we're predicting it, I think most people probably would say to Gunnar Nelson, submission. And, you know, minus 130 if you think that's the most, uh, you know, most popular, most likely way of it happening. Okay, not too bad. But for me, I just have a... F I, I, look at, I look at the odds for, for the, the knockout. I look at the odds for the decision and all of that. And I just think that the Gunnar Nelson decision stands out to me as the one there. So the Nelson Nguyen decision, as I said, um, is plus 325. The fight itself to go to a decision is plus 190, minus 230 for, um, uh, for it to um, a knockout decision. So... I like that plus 190, honestly, and I was going to give that bet, but I do think Gunnar Nelson will win. So to, you know, not double it, but almost double it, I think that's good. Plus 325. Now, I, there's another bit of reasoning as well. If you look at Brian Barberina's record, right, you see he lost by submission twice. Once was 13 years ago, and he's like he's, he's third fight or whatever, so let's write that off. And his last one was in his last fight against Rafael Dos Anjos, right? And the difference, I think, between Dos Anjos and Gunnar Nelson is the ability to put the pressure on and wrestle after it. That's always been Dos Anjos' forte. That's what he's known for. Remember the Pettis fight? That is, that is like I, I talked about Mrab um, last week, and the fight I compared him to was Dos Anjos against Pettis, the one I just mentioned there. That, that's what Dos Anjos is, right? Gunnar Nelson's the exact opposite of that. The biggest issue in his career has always been putting on pressure and getting the takedown. Now, if he does that and manages to get the takedown or pulls guard or whatever he does, he's lightning. He's an absolute anaconda on the ground. He's just going to tear you up and make it look easy. But it's, 
that ability to get you down to the ground is very, very, very tough. The only one who's been able to do it and submit Barbarina in the last 13 years is one of the best guys we've ever seen in the lightweight slash welterweight divisions at doing it. A very, very, very good guy in that realm with very good jiu-jitsu and very good wrestling. Um, I think this is going to be a much more even-keeled fight on Gunnar Nelson's part. Barbarina will, I think, try to make it into a war he will try to put the pressure on maybe you know maybe he won't try to get a few takedowns like he 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 throws in the odd time but I think it'll be one of those fights where Gunnar Nelson catches him and we forget too sometimes that Gunnar Nelson actually is very good stand-up very good karate there's a couple of knockouts in in the UFC and things like that he's he's good on on his feet and we'll be happy enough if he can kind of keep away from Barbarina sorry not be brought into that war to win the fight on the feet and he mightn't even need a takedown. He mightn't even need a submission, if you get me. And if that happens, is there a world where Gunnar Nelson finishes him? Yes. But is that the most likely outcome? If that happens, I asked you about the most likely outcome earlier. I, I think the most likely outcome, if that happens, is a Gunnar Nelson decision win. Or maybe a Barbarian decision win, as I said earlier. The plus 190, not, not a bad bet at all. But I, I do think Gunny will win. So I'm, I've gone for the plus 325. A little bit greedy. A little bit greedy. But look, that's the, <laughs> that's the job we're in, I suppose. So that's my kind of reckoning there. A guy who's only been submitted once in 13 years against a guy who's very, very good, but finds it hard sometimes to get guys like even Barbarina to the ground and get him down and submit him. Um, and a guy who has maybe, you know, Barbarina has good striking as well, but I think Gunnar Nelson has more of an ability to maybe control the striking than Barbarina does. Um, and I think that's why I might, I might give him a little bit of an edge there. And even, let's say he does get the fight to the ground. Barberina's not the type of guy who'll, you know, tap straight away or give up or anything like that. He'd have to have a lot of the fight beaten out of him. I mean, that, that sounds right. That sounds like I'm denigrating Barberina or something. I don't mean it like that, but he'd want to have a hard fight before him. Let's put it that way, like he did against Los Angeles to end up getting submitted. So, look with all I said there it's probably like betting the first round submission with everything I've said there after that but that's my reckoning that's my logic and maybe look maybe I'm searching for logic to to back that price but I do like that price let's just just for argument's sake as well let's let's just have a quick look at Gunnar Nelson's record to to maybe go even further with this of his you know 18 and 5 Six of his fights, seven of his fights, sorry, have gone to the decision with one draw as well, added into the 18 and 5. Last three fights in a row, all draw, all decisions, sorry, all draws, all decisions. Last three in a row, all decisions. And okay, he got a submission joke out over Alex Oliveira and he got one over uh, Alan Jaban back in 2017. It was 2018, 2017 when he got them, you know? And I know he hasn't been fighting that much, but that was the, kind of the point of it too. I, you know, Takashi Sato last time out, he went to decision, only one decision against Takashi Sato. The two before that were obviously Burns and, and Leon Edwards, two of the best fighters in the world in that division. You know, he lost the both of them, very close bit decision with, with uh, Leon Edwards, although not as close as bit decision maybe uh, would, would, would suggest. But yeah, I, I think that may play into it a little bit as well. So um, that's the first bet I'm going for anyway. It is like a semi-flyer, but I, I am going for it, and I am, uh, I am taking that at plus 325. Gunnar Nelson to win by decision. The next bet I'm going for here is a similar sort of bet, and I'm going for Jack Shore, the darts cheater Jack Shore, <laughs> Jack Shore uh, to win his fight against Makwan Amir Kani, and I'm going by to, to win by TKO KO at plus 200. Now, again... I am. I may sound a bit anti-submission here uh, on this one, but I just have a feeling, right, that 
Jack Shore will get the fight to the ground or Amir Khani will get the fight to the ground. And I think Amir Khani will try to get the fight to the ground by any means possible in terms of him trying to get a submission. He'll grab onto a leg. I could see him even pulling guard a little bit, even though that's kind of playing into the game of where Jack Shore wants it. Because Amir Khani knows if he doesn't get a big knockout early, maybe that it's his, it's his path to victory, even though it's probably not the best option, as I said, against a guy like Jack Shore. I think Jack Shore is better on the ground all around. I think he is a better wrestler. I think he has better jiu-jitsu, but that's close in terms of this bet. So the most likely outcome here, and I look at the betting here again for you, the most likely outcome, according to the bookies, is Shore inside the distance minus uh, 155, but it's also Shore uh, to win by submission at plus 185. Shore to win by decision, plus 325. And in Shore to win by TKO KO, which the one I've given is plus 200. So the, the TKO KO and the, the submission are not, you know, they're not miles away at all. But to him to win inside the distance is minus 155, as I said. But I, I like, and I think the reason why they are a little bit closer, and I, I believe, let me just let me just check, but I, I think that has, has moved in the last while uh, the the submission bet because I think the reason that bet is closer maybe than it would look or many people would think it might be is because of Amir Khani's jiu-jitsu I think he is good underground I think he does have uh, good jiu-jitsu and you know defensive jiu-jitsu can he stop Jack Shore from uh, from taking him down can he uh, not not from taking him down but from submitting him is that going to be a big part to this I I think it Honestly, it could be. Now, we will see. <laughs> we will see if that uh, ends up happening. We will see if uh, if Amir Khani can defend, especially if taking out early, especially if pulling guard early. But my thinking is there, right? You are um, against a guy who, who's good at defending submissions, against a guy who will, I think, in my opinion, no, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, okay. My opinion is he'll try to get the fight to the ground. I think for certain if I will end up on the ground and will end up on, will end up on the ground with Jack Shore on top. So if that happens and the guys go to the winning submissions, the TKO is the next one there. And I do think Jack Shore after um you know after recent fights going up the featherweight with that extra bit of gas in the tank, maybe, you know, after obviously last Ricky Saman last time out, I think he'll want to show something a little bit extra here. I think he'll want to get the finish, and I think he will be going for it. And I could see this, like, taking the back, landing a lot of ground and pound, uh, and the referee coming in and stopping it. That's the sort of fight I see in this one. And, you know, maybe he'll slide into submission. Maybe, maybe if you want to double down on it, maybe go inside the distance, be a bit safer, minus 155. But I'm not being safe this week. I've decided not, not to be safe this week. I'll go back next week, maybe. But, yeah, that's my logic there. Jack Shore, plus 200 to win by TKO KO right the next bet is uh, so next two bets are a little uh, maybe the second one isn't that safe I think the first one is relatively safe but it's safe in terms of the prices so the first one is Christian Era Duncan to beat Dusko Todorovic and he is minus 190 just let me make sure I have the 100% up to date uh, uh, price on that yeah minus 190 as I record here now that could change and move as well uh, I actually I was looking at it yesterday it was minus 175 my, out to minus 190 here so by the time this video comes out he could be well up to you know minus 2 or five minus two fifteen or something like that. Uh, if you don't know Christian Leroy Duncan, I, I think you will know him pretty soon. Um, 
this fight, to be fair though, it, it is a tough fight to start off your UFC career, and I think a lot of people know Dusko Tatarovic. He hits hard. Uh, you know, he's a big guy, big guy for the weight class. Has been around for a while. Good bit of experience against tough guys. Um, but the reason a debuting guy in the UFC is getting a name like Dusko Tatarovic, who's okay, he's not. You know, he, he's not fighting. Uh, you know, Luke Rockhold or or uh, well, Luke Rockhold's probably a bad example, but he, he, you know, he's not fighting Adesanya or Gastelum or Whitaker or anything like that. But he's fighting a name that people know, which is an odd thing, I suppose, in the UFC these days. And the reason for that is he's excellent. Christian Leroy Duncan is a guy who's come up through Cage Warriors um, and just looked phenomenal the whole way. I've watched uh, all of his fights, I'd, I'd say, at, at this stage. Uh, and he's only had seven of them in the professional ranks and they've all been outstanding. All on Cage Warriors, only debuted in 2020, in September of 2020, uh, a Cage Warriors 116 and he's had uh, an imperious rise since then. Had a massive career as a amateur fighting in the IMAFs. Um, and different places for, for a good while he had, I don't know, 20-odd amateur fights debuting back in 2015. But as a, a Cage Warriors um, uh, student, I suppose, if you want to put it there, he's had very interesting tests. So even in his first uh, fight against Kyle McClurkin, very good uh, very good fighter, for Will Curry, who a lot of people saw, um, um, will we'll see fighting... Uh, this weekend and I saw over the last while very good athlete very good fighter he beat him the first one was weird but he beat him by unanimous decision the second time and then I feel like Ian Dean just started to test him just the more a big tough muscular guy destroyed him easy Jatty Milan who had won the championship in the fight before who I read very highly destroyed him as well and then they brought in this guy uh, Marion Dimitrov who had been fighting um out in the Eastern European scene and had won like 12 fights in a row, knocking lads out in the first round. I watched a lot of his fights and this guy was an absolute monster. And Christian Neary Duncan knocked him out in the first round with a spinning back elbow and punches. Um, he has passed every test so far with flying colours. And I would be surprised if he didn't pass this one too. I, I really, really rate this guy very highly. The only thing I can see going against him is the UFC jitters and Todorovic has big power. So if, look, if Todorovic catches anyone who could put him out, that and the UFC jitters, everything else, I think he's a very good wrestler, good on the ground, brilliant striker, br- power. He doesn't, he doesn't look as powerful as he actually is. But yeah, having said all that, Minus one ninety, Christian Leroy Duncan. Uh, I I don't think I see need to say much more because uh, I think uh, I think he's a guy we're going to be hearing a lot from over the next few years. He, look, even if it doesn't go well uh, on on Saturday night, which I think it will, but even if it doesn't, I think it's a guy we're going to be hearing for for a, a long, long while yet, especially in that relatively light uh, middleweight division. The next one I'm going for, and I have mulled over this one and maybe it's a stupid bet to be given considering it's not the best price in the world but I'm just going for Kamaru Usman straight up at minus 240 um, honestly I did a podcast the other day and I kind of talked myself into nearly picking Leon Edwards and I thought about it a little bit more I went back and I watched the fight again for maybe the third time in the last week and I, I just fell on the side of Usman look there there are so many unknowns coming in here that it's I almost avoided this fight, but I didn't want to avoid. I want I wanted to pick someone. It's a main event, UFC pay per view main event. I wanted to pick. Um, I, w- I wanted to pick a bet in this, and the one I've come out for is the one 
uh, is is picking Usman. And the reason I'm going for that, right, is my logic after the fight, when it ended, and what I thought would happen next. And that was that Usman was the better fighter for most of the fight, but not not as much as maybe people remember. He lost the first round. Remember that? Obviously, got knocked out in the fifth round, and in the middle three, he won. You know. Um, and I thought, like, you don't get knocked out the next time you'll win, right? That was my initial thinking. And that's kind of what I'm going back to. Like, who is the better all-around fighter? And that's how I usually pick fights. Like, that's how I think most people should pick fights. Like, who is the better all-around fighter? Like, it's, okay, if someone has, like, this unenviable power that, that you know, they have just a one-shot knock-up or even, like, a really good submission game, like Brian Ortega at that time when he was submitting everyone. It's fair to pick them to win by knockout or submission or whatever. But... It, this might sound funny, right? Leon Edwards doesn't have that. <laughs> now, it, it, you know, this might sound funny. He just knocked him spark out in the last fight. So it's obviously a somewhat idiotic thing for, for me to say. But I think most people would actually probably agree with that, considering it's like not being a big part of Leon Edwards' game. Was it something he can do more? Was it something he saw in Usman that he can exploit again? maybe do i think that's the case i do not right i think if i think there's ways that uh, edwards wins this fight wins this fight um if they're both the exact same way they were the last time right and i think that will be by decision if edwards um if usman is a little bit Worse for wear, shall we put it that way, than the last time. I think there are more ways that Leon Edwards can put it. But if Edwards fights the same way he fought the last time, I don't think Leon Edwards is going to knock him out again, right? That would be my opinion of it. I think the la- the takedown in the first round um, is a thing that Leon Edwards should probably be looking for again, but in my opinion probably won't get again. And not just the first round takedown, I mean takedowns throughout the fight. He needs to do a little, uh, do things a little bit differently this time out. I really, really think that. I think he needs to change things up. Variety is his friend here. Push the pace, push the cardio uh, on Usman and don't let him get into that rhythm that we saw him in from three, four, uh, two, three, and four and even into part of five. But I, I just struggle to see him actually doing that. I think Usman will be bang up for this. This is my opinion now, and I could be totally wrong. Usman could be a busted flush now. It could that could have been the last big fight of his. This could be the last fight, big fight of his career. It could be. We've seen it happen to guys all the time, right? But I just think he's going to bounce back here. It's my opinion. I could be wrong, as I said again. I think he's going to keep him at the end of that chap. I think he's going to play a very safe game, and I think he's going to come very much wrestle heavy. Very, very, very wrestle heavy, unless he's keeping him at the end of that jab. Um, I talked about variation there for Edwards. I think it's it's going to variation is probably the wrong word for Usman because I think he'll only do two things in overall senses: keep him at the end of the jab and take him down. But I think he'll be more varied in terms of. I think he will be jab, 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 takedown, takedown, takedown. If he can, if he can't get the takedown, I think he'll be jab, 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 takedown quicker than it was before, and that will hurt Edwards a lot. I think. I think it'll be a big issue for Edwards if he comes more wrestle heavy here with the determination of having a big loss in the last fight. Um, I just think Usman is a little bit of a better fighter. I just do think he is that. And that's what I've gone back to. Because 
I don't know if Usman is a lesser fighter now than he was when they stepped into the cage a few months ago. I don't know. I don't know in terms of his mentality. I don't know in terms of physically. I don't. I just don't know. What I do know is what I saw on that night and what I saw beforehand. And what I saw on that night was a guy setting up a beautiful knockout, executing it and getting it against the guy who was basically dominating him in you know, in all other fashions of the fight up until that, apart from the one knock, uh, takedown, sorry, that Edwards got in the first round. And it was one of those ones, I, I, the commentary got awful on that fight, got awful, apart from John Lennox saving it. Um, but the one smart thing that they did say in that commentary was that Cameron is just winning everywhere a little bit. And that's the difference here. Leon Edwards wins all of his fights or many of these fights, because he's a little bit better than everyone else as an all-round fighter. And Usman is a little bit better than him everywhere as an all-round fighter. And that's a massive problem for him. When you're a Swiss Army Knife, if you have Swiss Army Knife 2.0 up against you, not good. It's really, really not good. Now, if you Swiss Army Knife 2.0 and it's lost a couple of its blades, then suddenly you take the advantage again. But that's the question here. I, I'm back in. I'm back in my thoughts here. I don't know. Honestly, I'll, I'll be. I'll be real with you. I don't know. Is this the bet, best bet I've ever given? I don't think it is the best bet I've ever given. It's only minus two forty. It's it's my thoughts, and it just feel free to make your own. But yeah, that's the bet I'm giving anyway. Camaro's one minus two forty. Right. Let's move on to the flyer of the week and. I'm going for Mohamed Makayev to win by TKO KO at plus 475. And when I saw this, uh, this was my flyer. Uh, and I was never getting away from it. So Makayev is minus 800 to win the fight straight up. And the submission is plus 100 for Makayev. Now, I've gone and I watched uh, Jeff Fialo, his opponent, who, if you have watched him, is very much... Not a striker, very much a wrestler who likes submissions. Now he has five uh, TKO KOs in his uh, in his career. I would suggest a lot of them are probably ground and pound uh, TKOs or something like that, or maybe cotton triangles and and knocked out like that or something like that. He is a very kind of doesn't throw much wrestle heavy. Tries to take a guy down, tries to submit him, um, and if you do that, like. I was going to say, if you do that against Makayev, you're in trouble. You you cannot do that against Makayev. Like that's, he's going to have to find another way. Like, and his way to win this fight is to go for submissions. Uh, Fiala's route to victory here is to get a leg lock, win a scramble, get a neck, get a leg or something. And the reason I have gone for Makayev to get the knockout here is going to be a ground and pound knockout. Now, actually. So having said that, I think if the fight stays on the feet, I think Makayev could get a knockout too, possibly. Because he does hit hard, and I think he will throw a lot more strikes than Fiala does, unless Fiala is like, well, I can't wrestle and grapple with this guy. I'm going to have to strike with him, and we see something different. Keep that in mind. But if the fight goes to the ground, I think it is going to be Fiala looking for legs, looking for submissions. Makayev is going to get on top and start landing big ground and pound. You know, Makayev is caught in a leg lock. He's just going to start throwing punches. He's an absolute berserker. And that's the way I see the fight finishing. I see, uh, honestly, I could see Fiala holding onto a leg and Makayev ground and pounding him with hammer fists and knocking him out that way. Or, or the referee having to step in like that. Like, okay, Makayev to, to get the submission is the favorite here. Fiala to get the submission is plus 2,000. Now, if you want a real flyer, 
There's one for you. Uh, but I, I really like this bet. I really like this player, Mikhaev plus 475. That's one of the bets that I, I'll be putting on myself without a shadow of a doubt on, uh, on Saturday night to get the TKO KO there. I think, he, look, he's a better striker than could get the, the knockout there, in my opinion. Now, haven't, well, I haven't seen, I, I watched like three of four of Carayos for our, uh, of um, Fiala's fights, and like, like he barely struck. He just, he waits and waits and waits and gets a takedown. As I said, you can't do that against Mikhaev. So, from what I've seen, better striker, or throws more strikes, more chance of getting a knockout. Um, obviously a better wrestler. And the jiu-jitsu, Fiala very good on the ground in terms of the jiu-jitsu, but it's all jiu-jitsu, and we know that wrestling beats jiu-jitsu. We know that. Unless he gets caught, unless he gets caught in something, I think Mikhaev is, uh, is probably pounding him out here. He really is. So, plus uh, 475 there. I like that a lot. Right, let's uh, have a look at some of the other fights and just some of the other prices around there as well. Just quickly on the main event as well. So Usman is minus um, 240 plus 205 for Edwards. Um, a little bit bigger of a price than I thought, to be honest. I thought it'd be a little bit closer to that, but Edwards uh, seemingly hasn't got the respect for the last time. If you fancy... Oh, there's a lot of bets here. If you fancy Edwards to get uh, another knockout... It is plus 450. Usman is plus 285. So, <clears throat> as I was saying earlier on, like, uh, Edwards is not the favourite to get the same result as he got the last time. Not not, not a win in a world of it, even. Usman to win inside the distance, plus 275. Usman to win by decision, plus 120. Edwards to win by decision is plus 450. If you did go for Edwards... You know, it's funny to say the decision is the best way to go, but it probably is. But yeah, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be backing that. It, it, there's not a, honestly, there's not a lot of bets I like here, but I'm going for the for the Usman one anyway. The comment event is the one big fight we haven't spoken about yet, and honestly, I was so close to giving the biggest flyer maybe I've ever given in this, um, and that is Justin Gaethje to win in round three, um, and it's plus. 1800 actually five minutes ago when i looked at this it was plus 1900 but it's plus 1800 gagey to win in round three i um I, i'm picking for if to win the fight right but i just have a feeling that if gagey can hang in there until the third round and push the pace on fiziev that fiziev we've seen fiziev wilt before and we know that gagey gets tired and tired and tired but he keeps going um and I really like. I think that's a great plus eighteen hundred. I love that price. Another um, bet I was looking at a while ago, which is interesting, is a submission for Fiziev at plus sixteen hundred. Now I don't think it'll be a fight fought out predominantly on the feet, but we've seen the massive issues in Justin Gaethje's uh, submission game in in recent fights against Habib, especially. Um, now Fiziev is not Habib, or he's not uh, Charles Oliveira for that matter either. But I think if we're looking at like massive weaknesses in the game, I think that's one that could be exploited here. So that's an interesting bet for me. Look, the KO for either of them. Gaethje plus 285 plus 120 for Fiziev to get the KO. Have your pick there. But I'm just about leaning Fiziev. But if I was going for the bet, I'd go for Flyer, the, the late win there. Um, the other big fight we didn't speak about was Vittori Delidze. One of a fight because I don't like the price. Minus 265 for Vittori, plus 225 for Delidza. I've picked Vittori to win, but I just I think it's a closer fight than that. I don't like that price very much. The Casey O'Neill fight as well. Um, I do think she'll win at minus 165. Like, 
I have an awful feeling that that price afterwards might be an absolute steal. And we'll all be looking back at it and thinking, why didn't we back her at that price? Um, but I've kind of pulled out of it a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, man, do you know what? I'm not going to take that chance today. I Luana Carolina as well against Joanne Wood, plus 165. You kind of have to bang that in. After uh, Lipsky last week, I pulled out of that one. I, I think this is the one you do go for with, with Carolina. Like Joanne Wood... Just, she, she can hardly buy a win in, in the last three or four fights. So, yeah, that's a, an interesting one there. And, uh, you know, that's that's kind of the, the big bets there. Uh, a lot of big prices for Jake Hadley, minus 360 against Malcolm Gordon. I do think he will win, but that's a big too big of a price uh, to, to look at. Like, Jack Shorter straight up is minus 500 as well. I know we gave the bet for him uh, earlier on. The Joy Herbert one is an interesting one against Ludovic Klein. Minus 190 for Klein, plus 165 for Joy Herbert. Joy probably not the best uh, appearance of his career last time out, but ended up getting the win. So if he months back and is better here, I think that one plus 165 is, is not a bad price at all. Um, and I would um, I would have a look at that. Even Herbert knockout plus 310. Probably go for the minus 165 if I'm being honest there. Not too much of a difference in it. So... Yeah, those are uh, those are the ones I'm looking for there on, on the undercard. Um, so yeah, there's some interesting fights over in KSW. I know there's the Invicta, but this uh, because the odds are very late coming. I won't be out in time for that, so I'll, I'll leave those bets because by the time this comes out, the, the fights will be uh, over or almost over. Um, but Tom Breeze fighting over in KSW against uh, Bartos. Let's score Breeze bouncing back after losing last time out. He's minus 188 favorite. I do think he will be able to uh, get it done there. Um, you know, it's not the, the biggest standout card in the world for KSW. Interesting by Umar Sai against uh, Luis Enrique da Silva, who we used to see in the UFC before. He's an underdog there, plus 180 against C. Um, I'd only go for the Silva. The Silva blows hot and cold, but you know, maybe throw a bet on that one. But um yeah, we will uh we will leave it there anyway. Let's quickly recap my five bets for the week. So the four bets ended in the flyer. Gunnar Nelson to win by decision plus 325. Jack Shore to win by TKO KO plus 200. Christian Leroy Duncan in his UFC debut, the former Cage Warriors middleweight champion at minus 190 to win straight up against Dusko Tatorovic. Then Kamara Usman. I'm not, I'm not very confident, but minus 240 to win his fight against Leon Edwards. And then Mohamed Makayev in the flyer to win by KO TKO at plus 400. Seven five. All right, everyone. I will leave it there. My name is Sean Sheehan for SureDog.com, and I'll see you all next time.